Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. What's up, Trash Talkers? Another insane week of college football. It seems like we say that every week, but seeing the amount of uh, flipping, flopping around that happens in the top 25 and people that are sneaking up and winning, I think we're finally starting to get a sense of who are the contenders and the pretenders. But if you are in the top 10 of college football, you are not safe. What's up, Trash Talkers? Welcome back to the College Football Roundtable, or if you prefer, Ring Knocker Radio. I'm your host, Rob, the Angry Colonel. And I'm joined by Jordan in Atlanta, Dano Ecobesa, and James are out doing uh, family things and flying things, and hopefully those are not pots and pans, but uh, I think we should be good to go. <laughs> so we're going to move into really quickly the Service Academy results from last week. It was an insane week of college football, to include the Army game. Usually you don't expect to see the Army game turn out the way that it did, but uh, you know all three won relatively close contests. But holy smokes, Army got beat by number 16, Wake Forest, in a shootout, 70 to 56. A basketball score in an FBS football game. Like, who would have thought you would see that? Black Knights had 400 yards rushing and almost 600 yards of total offense, but they could not stop Wake Forest's wide receivers. Again, I think it was a uh, contrast of talent, wide receivers versus uh, defensive backs, and then with the frontage that they had. And, of course, if you want to watch a three-and-a-half-hour overview of the slow mesh, turn on Ross Tucker's commentary of the game and kind of not try to fall asleep. I mean, I got I, I get it. You got to respect the uh, you got to respect the technique. But at some point, you know, let's just stop talking about it. Army ran the ball very, very well and maintained possession for almost 45 minutes. But Wake scored 10 touchdowns and most of them were, you know, 25 plus yards. Army is now four and three heading into their commander in chief's game. Navy kept it close against Cincinnati in the first half. Well, the first half was kind of uneven, uh, though they were down 27 to 10. They scored some points in the fourth quarter, scored 10 points, the mid-rush for 192 yards, 2.9 yards carry, but they held Cincy to 95 yards and 6-12 on third downs, and that was what kept the score close for the most time. Of course, they got a very crucial interception. However, the door is closing on Navy's hopes and dreams for getting to a bowl game because uh, they're pretty much dashed with a 1-6 and six record unless they can run the table. Well, they got to beat Notre Dame still, so uh, not optimistic. Notre Dame is going to handily handle that one. Uh, I mean, Navy season has been a roller coaster, probably emotionally as well as uh, just in play. They started to piece some of their offense together. I mean, they scored more points probably in this this part of the season in the last three games than they did in the first three games. Yeah. So that's the upside. But, you know, watching those guys lose and watching that stunned look of depression on Ken's face from the sidelines every time they have to go into the locker room. down. My favorite thing, every time. He just looks so sad. Nick just... Makes my heart happy. Yeah, doesn't doesn't hurt me at all as an Army fan. Air Force fell beyond San Diego State at 20, uh, 20 to seven the first three quarters Saturday night, and they couldn't they couldn't pull it back together. Their offense is explosive, but uh, again, not designed to come back from behind, which is a very very typical for a, a run first kind of option offense. Zoomies rushed for one hundred ninety two yards, but they were five of fifteen passing. 
if they would have done better, you know, and Dan's prediction is always, if you're about 50% passing as a option team, you have a pretty decent chance of winning. By comparison, San Diego State only had 157 yards rushing, but again, they were over 50% passing. They went 11 to 13 through the air. Air Force also threw a pick and lost a fumble. So if you're minus two, that's the difference in the game. Students are six and two heading into the bye week. So both uh, Army and Air Force have a bye to do some preparation. Uh, the upside of playing your, your sister service academy is the preparation is uh, a little bit similar because, you know, the similarities of their offense and what they try and do. But then you basically got to scheme around their skill players. Mm-hmm. So if you're Army, you're, you're figuring out how to shut down the quarterback because, you know, their quarterback at Air Force, pretty impressive guy. But he's pretty much their whole offense. If he goes, that's kind of the way that the Navy or the Air Force offense goes. And Coast Guard Navy. Academy. Yeah, true statement. Coast Guard Academy had a bye. They play MIT, so that's going to be a battle of nerds uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week. And the Merchant Marine Academy beat uh, Catholic 44-34. to This team is 7-0, and and they're having a road contest against Springfield. Merchant Marine Academy is pretty good, so if you're looking to look at some FCS football that's uh, putting it together well, I would check out the Merchant Marine Academy because they're, they're doing all right. Again, uh, they're in New York, so it still gets cold. So make sure that they travel to the road game at the Coast Guard Academy because Coast Guard Academy is a very lovely campus. Bottom line, both Army and Air Force look pretty good. They're evenly matched heading into their game uh, in two weeks. Depending on who starts a quarterback, Army might actually have an advantage in the passing game. The Air Force seems to have a better rushing defense so far this season. Uh, regardless, the Commander's Classic in Dallas November 6th will defi- decide who takes home the trophy and that's the next game for both army and air force so if air force wins they take the trophy home outright which will be the first time i think in like seven or eight years that they've won it and uh if army wins then that puts them in the driver's seat against navy and then that's how they they have to take care of it but bottom line is academy football is academy football and there's going to be fits and starts when you play against a decent power five or group of five team the best that you could do hopefully is to keep it close and position yourself with a chance to win. Army did great against Wake Forest, but like if you haven't watched Wake Forest play this year, their offense is the real deal. They're pretty impressive. So it's just one of those things that uh, you got to produce. And when you have a team that can produce like uh, Wake Forest, you got your work cut out for you. They're seven and oh for a reason. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the top 10 poll or top 10 standings this week. All right. So like Rob said, you know, 59 ranked teams losing is the record. That's 2007. We're at 48 ranked teams losing. Um, we, we're probably going to break that record of uh, 59. So teams ranked 7, 8, 14, 18, and 25 all lost. App State beat number 14 Coastal Carolina on a last-second field goal in the Sun Belt rivalry game. Unranked and overmatched Illinois beat number 7 Penn State at Penn State. Um 20 to 18, bad trap game, bad game, multiple overtimes. Penn State really kind of blew a shot at the, at the playoff. Um, unranked Iowa State beat number eight, Oklahoma State, 24-21. Miami beat number 18, North Carolina State. And unranked Wisconsin knocked out number 25, Purdue, at Purdue. Army fans could be worse. We could be Penn State blowing a, a shot at the playoff to freaking Illinois. Um, as we've said before, a lot of parity in power five from about 12 all the way to about 50, um, sort of conference play shows that some of those teams are not really powerhouse teams. If, if we're being honest. So new AP top 10 is Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio state, boo, 
Michigan, who's seven and zero, Ohio State six and one. Oregon, Michigan State, who's also seven and zero, Ohio State six and one. Iowa, and then Ole Miss. As before, a bunch of these Big Ten East teams will have to play each other. It seems really likely though that uh, we'll have Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and the winner of the Big Ten in the college football playoff. Rob, what are you gonna say? All right, so here's here's the reality of it. You know, uh, Ohio State's chances dwindle every week when uh, Oregon plays a close game. So Oregon has to continue to blow people out because the Buckeyes, again, everybody hates on the Buckeyes because I think, honestly, their fans travel and that goes well with the bowl committee. I mean, that's the only logical reason why you could say that they've been picked as a one loss team twice for the college football playoff. Uh, Cincinnati, hey, if they don't get their act together, uh, they're not going to make the playoff. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but you know, you keep losing close games, to teams that you should be walloping, particularly Navy, like that one should have been a handed handled blowout. And it didn't turn out to be that way. The fact that they're still ranked above Alabama's a head scratcher, particularly seeing that Alabama went in and played a tough Tennessee team, you know, and won. And so yeah. those are, those are things that we have to consider. Hey, Georgia is Georgia. I think the only people that are going to beat the dogs are the dogs because their backup quarterback is playing lights out. Their starter is playing lights out. Their defense is tremendous. I think, you know, if you have the best defense in the SEC, you have a good chance of winning the college football playoff. Uh, and oh, gonna- there he is. Back. I want you guys to know that I broke the sound barrier, uh, dropping my daughter off at that uh, the the swim banquet thing. So. Here I am. All so, right. Apologies we're talking for, the, uh, for the late show up. 10. Yeah, we're, talk, we're talking top 10. And, and Okay. And again, I think, honestly, the, the tail end of the season, like the 40, we're going to have, we're easily going to have more than 59 ranked teams get bumped off during the course of the season. We're halfway through and we're at 48. So uh, I will say the only other thing, and I'll, and I'll pass it over to Dan for his thoughts, was um, – the new overtime format, I kind of like that. I dig it. Uh, the only thing is, if you're Penn State, you probably don't because that takes <laughs> takes away your opportunity to kind of win the game. But I think, uh, you know, that was the longest overtime in the history of college football with nine. And it was also the first real, like, getting into deep into the uh, the new format of the overtime. So if you haven't checked it out, basically after the third overtime, you just go for two-point conversions until uh, somebody gets ahead and wins or loses. Oh, man, that's wild. Uh, yeah, okay, my thoughts. Why is Michigan at 7-0 and ranked below Ohio State? Thank at you! Like, like, you, they, you I don't know what I talked about that. I don't know Thank how they, they found me, but the Ohio State people got in my mentions. Like, how dare you think Michigan is better than Ohio State? Like, dude, I know you're going to play. I'm, I'm all set. We can play the game, but... Yo, one of these teams hasn't lost. Yeah, yeah. Michigan State's also seven and zero. So yeah. where are they? Yeah, uh, it's just wild. I, I, listen, um, I don't know. I, I, my sense is Georgia, Oklahoma, the winner of the Big Ten, and then I don't know who's going to be who's going to be last. But I do know we're going to talk about it a little later in this show. So uh, interesting season so far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, notable additional teams, uh, Notre Dame is at 11, Wake Forest is at 13, SMU's at 19, San Diego State's at 21, UTSA is at 23, UTSA and UTEP have shown up out of nowhere, game day should be going to El Paso and not East Lansing, 
24 Coastal Carolina and 25 BYU with Louisiana, Houston, and App State all getting uh, votes. App State, man, knocking off uh, Coastal. How about it? App yeah. State is like the patron saint of the underdog. They uh, really are. Every yeah. time, and it's always on a field goal. So I'm just saying. Yeah, blow them out or, you know, take the chance on freaking losing the doggone thing in the in the waning moments. You know, it's like, oh, there's two seconds left of the clock. They called the timeout, kick the extra or kick the field goal. That is the ball game. Yeah. yeah. Wild. For sure. For sure. So, All right. So question for the crew. And, and I think this is we, we kind of teed this up. And, Dan, we're glad you're here because we can get an additional set of uh, brain matter, gray matter on this is do you think a number two Cincy – or number 13, Wake Forest, you know, who do you take to go undefeated? Who? What's your call? Who do you think is going to run the table in their respective divisions? Yeah, I, I feel bad for saying this because I've been a cheerleader for Cincinnati now for 18 months, but I would take Wake Forest because they're going to be the Power 5 winner, and they, uh, you know, you've been letting Clemson in as the winner of the ACC for 100 years. How do you not let undefeated Wake Forest in there if they win the ACC? I mean, you have to. Uh, it's interesting. I no idea who would win if they played head to head. Although having now seen Wake Forest offense in person, I don't know if I'd bet against them. Yeah, but Cincinnati's defense is stout. Um, wow. it, but can they cover down the field? I mean, it's like a track meet out there, dude. It's you know get the jet, get the afterburners. Yeah, well they did against UCF. So uh, you, yeah. so um, it, it it's hard because you're Dan, like you said, I. I've been rooting for, you know, a team from the American to be in the college football playoffs since 2017. Um, So in my heart, I want Cincinnati. However, I think Wake Forest might be the better football team. Um, But I don't know. And, you know, number two, Cincy, 13, Wake Forest. If Wake Forest continues to win, they're not going to be 13 for for much longer. Um, I got to take Cincy, though. I got to be consistent. And I've been saying a team from the American needs a shot. And, you know, Cincinnati was close last year and they've done everything right this year. Um, But this is one of those moments where where it's tough because you have two teams who've done everything that's been asked of them up to this point. Now, there's a lot of room for error still. Um, And you want to reward both. But maybe you only can pick one because, unfortunately, even though Alabama has a loss, they're probably going to get in. No, no, no. You can't get in with a loss to an unranked Texas A&M. Forbidden. Veto. I forbid it. It can't happen. I'm no, just they're saying. Out. We, they're we out. Would, no, we're not yeah, entertaining we would, that on this show. Yeah, we would, we, would like, we would like to be honest and say that, like, that would not be a consideration, but we know that it is. You know, and then you look at the rest of the schedule for both these teams. So you're looking right now, Wake Forest has Duke, North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, and Boston College coming up. The only team that may play them tough out of those remaining games is NC State because they're like the only team that's actually playing some decent ball right now. Uh, Clemson, if I was Clemson, that's like that's their Super Bowl this season. Like, hey, let's bump off Wake Forest and and take, you know, that O's got to go. So take Wake Forest down and, you know, that will salvage your season. If you can't get into the ACC championship, bump off the team that could. And then looking (laughs) at the rest, (laughs) honestly, looking at the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the rest of the season for the Bearcats. They've got the Green Wave. Uh, they got Tulsa, UC or USF, and SMU is probably the only threat to uh, Cincy's road to the end. But the way that SMU played the last couple of weeks, they played a lot of close games. And you know, knowing how stout Cincy's defense is, they may shut them down early and, and get up on them and, and not be able to come back. 
And the upset of the season would be the East Carolina Panthers or Pirates. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my out, God. Taking out the Cincinnati Bearcats in the last game before the AAC championship, which I that, just don't. That that would be something. You know, what's wild is Cincinnati's going to have by far the better strength of schedule uh, because they had Notre Dame on there. Yeah. And, and that no, that Notre Dame win basically is what pushed them into that number two ranking because that's what put the eyes on them, to be honest. Yeah. You know, everything else is kind of routine at this point. All right, let's move on to the game of the week. So Army and Air Force both have buys this week. Navy is at Tulsa. Game's on ESPN2 at 7.30. Tulsa's an 11-point favorite. Um, They have a good offense, suspect passing defense. Uh, Alas for the mids, their rushing defense is by far the better part of their defense. So we'll see what happens there. Top-ranked matchups. Roundtable game of the week, Michigan at Michigan State, number six at number eight. Game day is going to be there. It's going to be a fantastic game. Um, we also have number nine, Iowa at Wisconsin, the world's largest indoor cocktail party. Outdoor. Uh, it would outdoor. be awesome if it was indoor. I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> uh, Georgia, Florida uh, in Jacksonville, of course. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, number 10 at number 18, Auburn. Number 20, Penn State. Ooh, they dropped a lot. Uh, at number five, Ohio State, North Carolina at number 11, Notre Dame, and then Fresno State at number one, number 21, San Diego State. A lot of good football this week, but really need to check out Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, man. And and that, that last one, Fresno State at San Diego State, that's basically the Mountain West Championship preview right there. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, it really is. All right, for picks and traps of the week, normally we kick this over to James. James is not here today, so we'll review the scoreboard really quickly. Uh, Dan, you split last week. Uh, you correctly picked San Diego State at plus four at Air Force, but missed on Ball State at Miami of Ohio. Jordan hit with Navy uh, covering versus Cincy. Uh, I don't know why my numbers didn't get in there. We'll recalculate them for next week. But right now, Dan, you're at plus four, and Jordan and I are both even. So Thank we've got God. some catching up to do, but that is not outside of the realm of the possible. Uh, Dan, what are what's your pick and trap of the week? So I took Purdue plus seven at Nebraska. And I also took Duke at Wake Forest over 69 points. I think Wake Forest is going to put up 69 points. Uh, Duke is allowing 31 and a half points this season. I mean, Army actually has a good defense. So, I, you know, I've seen I've seen enough. Uh, my trap game is North Carolina at Notre Dame. It's such an interesting game. Um, I'd like to see the Tar Heels, like, get back on track. Don't know if that's going to happen. But, uh, you know, here's hoping for a good game. All right. Sounds good. Jordan, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go back to the well and I'm going to take Navy plus 11 at Tulsa. Um, you know, Navy got blown out, you know, first couple games of the season. It was, it was ugly, but they've really closed the gap in the last few games. They've really only lost by, you know, a touchdown or two. So, um, I don't think Tulsa is a great football team. I don't think Navy's a good football team either. Um, but I, I think they'll keep it within 11. They, they might actually get the win. We'll see. Yeah, I think this game is going to be for the diehard fans of both of those programs because I don't <laughs> really feel like tuning in on that one. Uh, <laughs> Jordan just loves it. Navy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I like not having to pay for beer at Army Navy uh, if I lose this. So, oh, man. That's ultimately what it boils down to. All right, for uh, me, my, my, my pick of the week, of course, is going to be in the Big Ten. It's going to be uh, Sparty versus Blue Pants. I think the Michigan State-Michigan game is going to be huge. Game day is going there for all the uh, pregame festivities. I think that's going to be a good game. I think that's the that's probably the best game in the Big Ten all season. Mm, interesting. Uh, you know, 
and they're both undefeated. One of those O's have got to go. So I think that's that's what makes it the most compelling to watch because a lot of the other uh, matchups this week are one-loss teams or, or teams that are, are not doing as well in the rankings. And then I'm going to stick with the Big Ten for my trap game, or not even that. So the pick that I would give you is stick with the Big Ten, Ohio State and Penn State. Take the over on that one. I think this is going to be a shootout. Both of them have pretty potent offenses. I think – uh, Penn State's quarterback will be back. So, I mean, that just increases their offensive capability. So uh, I, I would almost assure you that over 59 points is going to be scored in this game, maybe potentially just by the Ohio State offense because they've been clicking pretty well. I mean, they took the starters out, and that's a scary thought because if they get behind and somebody gets hurt, Ohio State's in trouble because when they put the starters in, they only scored 10 points in the second half against Indiana, which is a horrible team. Mm. But uh, they scored 44 points in the first half, you know, so they have one of the most explosive offenses in college football. Statistically, they have one of the best quarterbacks, best freshman playing quarterback in, in college football as best freshman running back as well. But to be honest, I think that's just a, that's a good matchup to watch. I think the Big Ten is the conference to watch this season. Not because, you know, we got a lot of Big Ten fans out there just because I think they're performing at a at a much higher level. and you know, if you're an SEC fan, unless you like Georgia, there's the games aren't. Yeah. Yeah. They aren't exciting to watch. So I think. I'll yeah, that's know. true. So I, I, did, I missed who'd you pick uh, between Michigan and Michigan State? Oh, I for me to pick. I'm going to pick uh, <laughs> Sparty for the upset, man. I kind of gave I gave Blue Pants. I gave Blue Pants <laughs> credit for a couple games earlier this season. I think uh, Michigan is they're they're doing well. Like this may be the the one chance in a decade that uh, that yeah. Harbaugh has to have a team that could beat Ohio State in the game at the end of the year. Yeah. But again, in those Big Ten matchups, when it's going to be two undefeated teams, Michigan State always seems to get that sneaky win off of that last second field goal. And if you remember that goofy freaking arm twist, stupid kicker thing that the guy did a few years back when they beat Ohio State. Expect a similar ending in the Michigan State Michigan game this Saturday. I, I it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I will probably watch that one. I think it's on the showcase on uh, Fox this week. I have to double check which channel it's on. But Fox, again, Fox their pregame show and ESPN's uh, college football show are both there, separated by like a parking lot. So uh, <laughs> here's hoping for a little. ESPN versus Fox Warfare. Uh, yes, I would, love to, I would love to see Matt Leinart and freaking Kirk Herbstreet throw down <laughs> in the parking lot, freaking West Side Story style, with their respective uh, offensive players that are that are going to be there. I think it's I think it's going to be a good game, regardless. I, I think that's probably the game of the year so far in the Big Ten, and uh, that's it. Unless you guys got anything else, this is uh, Rob, the Angry Colonel, speaking to you with Dano Ikebesa and Jordan. And we are closing out Ring Knocker Radio for this week, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Please, everybody, tune in to the Veteran Trash Talk Hour at any time that you can. Uh, Mike, or Mike, geez, Nick and Buddy dropped uh, the fifth principle of patrolling this week. So if you have not checked that out, you probably should talk about that fifth principle trolling, which is common sense, which in some cases is a superpower for other people. It's kind of intuitive, but it's a great conversation. They talk about uh, dumb things that people do, and it's a great opportunity for uh, you to kind of 
you know, make sure that you're not the crazy person in the room when you listen to uh, Big Earl give some insights to you about common sense. But other than that, we will see you guys. Army is off this week, so beat the bye week, and we'll check you guys out next time. Beat them. Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Join the Ask for Football team on our next episode as we bring you more hot takes and college football analysis. We would also like to thank our sponsor, UniformFlag.com, where 100% of the proceeds from all purchases go to the Lead the Way Fund. Show your service and support a great cause. You can also find us at AskForFootball.com and across all social media platforms. I would also like to give a quick shout out to our Globe Platform presenters of our video podcast at VeteranTrashTalk.com.